Hello and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me as always... A sober gator. <laughs> Nick, on the other hand. Yeah, so it's Friday Whiskey. It is. And uh, I did record my... Through the magic of podcasting. Through the magic of podcasting, we did record our segment with Curious Jen earlier today. So and, I, uh, I got here a little bit late after the, uh, after the interview. And Jen was still on the uh, Skype or FaceTime or Skype. whatever you were Skype. doing. And uh, Nick was lit up like Rudolph's nose. I've never seen you that red. I had a decent amount of whiskey today, dude. You did. <laughs> I did. And I'm glad you're uh, sobering up. I'm going to have to give you a lift home anyway. I, I did. I had a decent amount of weight. You're not going to have to give me a lift home. I'm fine. But I was saying that for the cast. Oh, I see. He's still a little drunk. So today we're smoking the Five Vegas Cask Strength. I love... Oh, oh, don't turn around. It was Jody. That was our... Jody. Resident pipe expert. Oh, I'm sorry. She is the pipe maven. The pipe maven. Pipe maven. <laughs> <laughs> Saying hello. We love Jody. We are at the Hill Cigar Company, and Jody uh, was just popping by to say hi. So God love her. So we are smoking the Five Vegas Cast Strength. This is a Toro 6x52 with a Corojo wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and a Honduran and Nicaraguan filler. This one's in my wheelhouse. It's a box press, and I like box presses. It is box press, but it is a medium to full cigar, buddy. So We're find out. this is where we find out exactly what your wheelhouse what consists I'm, what of. What I'm made of. I do not believe that this is accurately going to be in your wheelhouse. You don't think so? I think it's going to be a little stronger than what you probably would normally go for. Well, the cigar that we're smoking coming up, I'll go ahead and mention that. And what's the company on the next episode? Oh, so yeah. So next uh, episode on Tuesday, we will be smoking the Aladino Corojo Reserva. Which is also a medium to full body cigar. And, uh, by, and it's by Aladino, which is a uh, JRE brand and we've so. got a nice interview with that as well with Husto Aroa so definitely look forward to definitely it. stay tuned for our next episode on Tuesday but today we are going to be smoking the five Vegas and we will be talking with Jen um this was the the episode uh where I <laughs> I mixed all some, the liquors uh, some some so I, I well I had some buffalo trace obviously from the, the bison from the bobble Bison must. Anyway, okay. and um, I we polled the listeners and asked them, you know, hey, what should I, what should I mix with it? And we had a couple of suggestions, and we we took care of that in our segment. So, but first, before we get into all of that, what's the time for? It is time to cut the cigar. So we're gonna go ahead and do that. Give that a cut. Ooh. Sounded nice. It was a good cut. It was a good cut. Boy, this is an interesting box press. Yeah, it is. Because on the top of it, and and if you if you saw the cigar, you would understand what I mean. Like the top of the band where the where the logo is very prominent. The top edges of the box press are very rounded. But then the bottom of the cigar is extremely sharp kind of edges. Yep. Are you getting that on yours? Yep, I am. And it's it's really flat, whereas the top of it is much more rounded. So it's very creamy on the cold draw. It is very creamy on the cold draw. I'm 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 definitely looking forward to this. You so. know, I'm getting uh, 
I hate to say this because I said this a couple of uh, actually on the I guess the last episode. Yeah, that cigar turned a little bit of a kind of an anise or black licorice flavor. I'm getting that out of the cold draw here. I'm not getting that. I am. I think you're high. Well, you're drunk. <laughs> We're a pair then. Were <laughs> you gonna light up? Uh, oh, I do have. a pair. Yeah, you've got my damn lighter. So you got a lighter? I don't have a lighter. Right there. Oh, that's here. The house. You take yours. I'll take. Lighter. I'll take the house lighter. I'm you not proud. You take the house lighter. I mean, I don't want the. Fuck. Nice little lighter. I don't want the house lighter. I'm a, I'm too good for the house lighter. Well, I mean, I have my own lighter. I don't need the house lighter. He's such a cigar snob. I'm not a cigar snob. I just want my lighter. Damn it. This is a nice lighter. It's one torch. I have three. Of course, it would help if mine actually go. <laughs> so mine like crapped out in the middle there. Oh, that was beautiful. It was karma. Bite me in the ass. Ooh, that's interesting. Well, I'll tell you, already from lighting this thing, yeah. I understand, and I go right back to why I hate box press cigars. Why? Because rolling it around. Because when I light my <sighs> cigar, I, I toast the end, and then I put it in my mouth, and I draw through it and get the flame going that way with it. Yeah. And rolling and, and spinning the cigar in my mouth as I was lighting the cigar... It's so awkward with the box press. It's just so incredibly awkward. You just like something big and cylindrical in your mouth. I like it to roll properly, you dick. <laughs> this is a good stick, man. I this like this. This is a good stick, actually. I'm really... Uh, we, we've been on a streak lately. We've had some good cigars. I'm hoping that continues, quite frankly. Amen. <laughs> so well, I'm looking forward to the one this uh, coming episode. Yes, exactly. But, you know, we don't need to... You don't need to jump ahead. We can. We can. Nick likes me to stick to the action sequence. Well, we need to. We need to talk about you know what we are actually enjoying now. Amen. And I am enjoying this. this. Is a good cigar. What are you getting on your flavor? I don't know about you, but I'm definitely getting some spice. I'm getting a spice, and I, spice and leathery. Spicy, leathery, kind of. It's, but it's not pepper. It's spice. I can't put my finger on it. It's, I just did a retro hail. Definitely spicy. It really. You should try a retro hail. I, dude, I don't do that well, and you know it. That's I don't why wanna, I suggested it. I don't want to cough all over the cast. It's. Well, this is going to sound weird. Okay. It's almost a cinnamony kind of. Have you ever had persimmons? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think so. I'm a farm boy. So. I grew up eating persimmons. I mean, knowing, you winter. know, if I can't say yes, then I'm probably going to say no. It tastes like persimmons. I, okay. Yeah. The flavor of a persimmon is what this, not a, not, not like one you can buy in the store, like one you find out in the woods, like a wild persimmon. Okay. Well, that's kind of an interesting. But yeah, I'm getting that flavor. Interesting flavor note mm-hmm. there. Unlike the chiclets and cantaloupe that I make up, this, I'm actually getting that on uh, this. I'm actually, I, I'm getting like, like I said, spicy. And but it's a sweet spice, a little leathery to it, you know, just kind of a just a little bit, yeah, you know. And it is the second cigar out of the December my monthly cigars box that we are smoking. Uh, we previously have smoked the La Polina Pally's Vault. This is the second one that we are smoking. And if I recall, that one did not really do it for me you know the problem with that one is it was just kind of i felt as though it was kind of one note maybe it wasn't but again but that's what i got as well again you know it all comes down to palate and the refineness of that palate and 
again, the beauty um, of being able to sample these cigars. Yeah, and and it's one of those things that even if you don't like one of the four in the box, well, you still got three more. So, well, and it's we, not that I didn't like it; it just didn't. It just kind of was there. Yeah, and it, it, we had both had some cigars that day already. Mm-hmm. So you know, it may have been a little different if it was first out of the gate. Possibly. Nick was over at the Hill Cigar Company the other night. Our our home store, I think Indeed. we can say yeah, easily. I would say so. And uh, he got in on a round of joke telling <laughs> that we, we that can't I go cannot into. remotely no. say here on the podcast. It is there was a group of about ten of us in the lounge just telling the most off color, horribly offensive jokes. That I missed it. You could possibly imagine, and not a single one of them is appropriate for the <laughs> podcast. And I so, actually asked Nick if he repeated um, any of my jokes because I've got, you know, the whale joke. You know, of course. I did not repeat your jokes because a they're not funny. They're your jokes, and b I don't want to be associated with them. <laughs> um, like for example, the whale joke, which I do believe you've said on the I podcast. I have done on the before. podcast. And so I'm not going to repeat that. I'm not going to take ownership of that joke. There's also gonna, the duck joke, I'm which you let, seem to like. I, the duck joke is funny. The duck joke just takes a while. It does. It's, it's some work. And I don't know all the finer point nuances of the duck joke. You do. So I figured I'd let that go. Fair enough. But And neither one of those are really, I don't think, would have fit in with the joke telling the other night. No, not in the least. It was it was, it was. Just cringe-worthy jokes, yeah. man. I mean, it was harsh back I, there. I actually told the whale joke once to Manuel Casada and uh, Oscar. Yeah. And they just and as I recall, stared at me. Manuel said that it was the second worst joke he'd ever heard <laughs> until Tron said a joke. And then he said that yours went to the third worst joke he'd yes. ever heard. Tron's the, was painful. But the point is, you're still the third worst joke he's ever heard. Yeah, and that man's seen some life. Indeed. Yeah. So that, He's that had a says, lot of opportunities to hear worse that jokes. That says something that you've you know, hit him with that kind of a quality. Of I joke. think it's a high bar that I've achieved. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know, he didn't tell us what the worst one was. I asked him later, and it was one that he told. And for the life of me, now that you say that, I cannot remember it. So the next time we encounter Manuel Casada. You're going to have to inquire about what that joke was because he remembers it. Uh, if we get him back He, he on. told it to me. And I do remember when he said the punchline, I did not laugh. <laughs> so it really, truly was a bad joke. And I love Manuel Casada. He's a super nice man. But in all fairness, it was a bad joke. But sometimes that's the beauty. The thing about the whale joke to me. Yours at least the whale joke at least got some Hooters waitresses laughing at you. Oh, they they left their ass off. All right, but uh, no, the thing about the whale joke, the whale joke is for the person telling it because it's to tell the joke and then see the reactions on people's faces to the stupid. Yeah, when they realize that they've just sat through all that time and gotten nothing out of it. <laughs> exactly. Man, Jeff, this cigar really does have some spice to it. I am. As I'm as I'm doing this first third, it the spice is definitely hitting me. It is not hitting me like that. Oh man, like I I, I don't know. It is it is. Most I actually think it's kind of creamy and like I said, it's got oh man. it's a sweet spice like a like a uh, cinnamon again. It really dude, you're getting cinnamon. I'm getting straight up pepper. Like it no, is. I'm not getting it pepper is at a all. spicy cigar. It's my fourth cigar of the day, but I'm not getting pepper <laughs> at all. It's. Like I said, it it 
tastes like persimmons to me. You've blown out really your odd. palate. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. I love persimmons, though. I like to wild forage. I need to get Nick out in the woods and teach him about you know, no, the intricacies. No, Nick doesn't do the woods. Why not? I'm a city mouse, dude. I need my creature comforts. I don't do outdoors. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying we go out and pitch a tent or anything like that. I definitely don't want to pitch a tent with you. <laughs> um, I do not but, go outside. But what I'm saying I, I, is, I'm a city mouse. Very like I could teach dude. you. I could teach you about like you know sassafras tea Jeff, and poke greens. Come the zombie apocalypse, I am going to be one of the first to die. I've come to that conclusion. It's just going to happen. I don't have the survival skills to make it through the first 30 days. And I haven't told Nick the secret knock to get into my bunker either. Which kind of pisses me off a little bit. I won't lie. you got to bring something to the table. I mean, <clears throat> what makes you think I can't bring anything to the table? What, I don't have skills what's necessarily. Exactly. But, like, I can maybe bring something to the table. I think the fact that you just acknowledged you have no skills. What, Like, seriously, what are you going to bring to the table? I mean... I don't know. I might be able to bring something to the table, for God's sakes. Name one. Do you know? Do you know how to uh, purify water? No. Okay. Um, do you know how to hunt? I mean, you point and shoot, but not not necessarily not quite that simple. No, but not okay. Maybe in the city it is because the squirrels aren't scared of you. Fried squirrel with gravy is tasty. Sorry, Jen. I mean, I'm a decoy. Once. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to use you to lure in the zombies. Is that it? I can't run very fast. Just so Nick out flailing on the prairie. I'm a good decoy once. What you mean is your bait. Anyway. <laughs> no, but seriously, I can oh take you God. out and I can teach you enough skills. I'm entirely too intoxicated to be able to try and defend my, my point as to why so I should drunk. be allowed in the bunker. He's so drunk. I'm not that drunk. But. We, we have a good friend of ours. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. So since I'm talking about my... That guy's cool with his Mini Cooper <laughs> driving by like a freaking douchebag going super fast. He revved that Mini Cooper three blocks away and was just like, me, me. What a dick. Anyway. That is so triggered. So we, we have a good friend of mine. And she was telling me once, and she's a very attractive young lady. And she was telling me about how... I know what she's contributing to the bunker. Well, okay. So that's what I said. Oh, and I'm not going to say, I'm not oh, gonna say who God. it was. But she's telling me how these people have this survival house, and they've all gone in together on it, and they just invited her to come to it. And I said, Oh, my God. I know who you're talking about now. Yes. <laughs> and I looked at her, and I said, you, you don't have any survival skills, right? And she's like, no. And I said... She does now. What are you going to contribute? And she looked at me, and she was... I have to contribute. And I said, you're going to be the breeder. They're they're going to use you to repopulate the planet. <laughs> she wasn't amused. No. But a lot of truth to it. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, a lot of truth to it. And she has great marketable skills. In she a, wouldn't be a very good breeder either. She. Why do you say that? Very small birthing hips. Oh, my God. She is not a breeder, dude. <laughs> now, she, she has very marketable skills in a civilized society, but it's going to be battle conditions. I guess. Battle condition. Arguably, I have good skills in a civilized society, much less in a uncivilized, no post-apocalyptic zombie Skillless, world. Skillless, yes. I'm, I'm just driving around looking for a gas station. Yeah, they're, they're all going to be empty and closed. I'm, I'm and aware. on fire. That, that's why I 
Have you have you even watched? Yes, that's why I'm. That's why I said that because like I'm zombie gonna be land. that pointless. I'm going to be that useless in a zombie apocalypse that I'm going to be gonna like be driving. Around. Where's the closest Amico? We got the big sign in St. Louis now. They just redid. Yeah, you can use that as a beacon. Oh god. Yeah, because dude, seriously, like yeah, because that won't attract zombies. Oh the no, giant lit up Amico <laughs> sign. Moths to a flame. You know, here's the question. Are we going to be dealing with slow-moving zombies or fast zombies? And that, uh, well, that... That makes all the difference. It does make all the difference. It makes all the difference indeed. Because if it's slow zombies, I can last 30 days. If it's Dude, fast... No, you're not going to make it 30 days. I can days. last 30 days with slow zombies. Nick, there's no way. Bull. I can last 30 days with slow zombies. You can barely get across the street. Screw you. I can last 30 days with slow zombies. Being okay. careful. You're going to have to double tap them. Well, of course. I'm ripping off zombie land. There. But fast zombies? Oh, I'm screwed in the first 48 hours. Dude. Yeah, like like World War Z or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to go yeah, bad. 28 days later. Yeah. You know, no, no I'm, I'm hosed in the first 48 hours if they're running, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the more reason I need to get my fat ass on a treadmill. To get away from the zombies because that's a real just thing be, that's going to happen. Just to be prepped. You never know. You never know hey, when it's going to go south. You know what? You're making a joke right now. You're making a, a joke bit. right now a about that. But, dude, bath salts. Bath salts oh. turn people into zombies. They were eating people's faces off. There was that dude off. down in Florida, Florida. Yep. that ate that person's face off. And I'm sorry, but all it takes is Al-Qaeda deciding they're going to throw a bunch of bath salts into our water. And suddenly we got the zombie apocalypse Great. going Great. Now on. you've given them the idea. Hey, I'm just saying, you know what? It's not completely outside the realm of possibility that there's going to be a mass face-eating epidemic. Why do you think I have a bunker? Just saying. I have ammunition for weapons I don't even own. Because I know. That's the thing. The thing, and they referenced it in Zombieland, because they get into that big, like, yellow Humvee, and there's just a bag of guns in the back of it. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, everybody's going to have guns. It's a matter of what ammo are they going to have. you need the ammo. Which is why I ought to start taking bullet-making classes. If I could learn how to smith ammunition, we'll call you that le- would be my skill. We'll call you lefty from now on. That could be my You're skill. You're blow a hand off. Oh, whatever. I could make ammunition. I, I would pay money to Pack see you. Pack it in a little thingy and just put, you know, whatever. I, I There's a that. machine for it. That's what I'm saying. I could apparatus. do that. I could like do that. Press. Like a press. If I could, do, if I could make that, I'd, I'd have a skill. If I could you, finally get the code to the bunker. If you can reload for me, I'll give you the code. By God. If I can make ammunition, I get the code to the bunker. Yep. You're gonna get you're gonna be able to come well, in. Now I have a life goal, I guess. Yeah. You're gonna be eating MREs like there's no tomorrow. I'll definitely lose weight eating MREs. No, they're high calorie. Oh. Have you ever had an MRE? I haven't. You know what? I'm gonna bring one in. Um maybe well, it won't be for the next podcast, but the one after I'm gonna bring in an MRE and we're gonna sample it live on the air. God. A little shout out to our military friends. We do that. We're gonna we do, do that. that. I've had I've had astronaut ice cream. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I bought it at a gift shop at the Smithsonian. I thought you maybe went to the Planetarium. I bought it at the gift shop at the Smithsonian. That's nice. It was nice. That's nice for you. <clears throat> That's not realistic in any way. I'm gonna teach you some wild foraging. It was really just a flavored wafer. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. That just kind of melted in your mouth. It was yeah. really weird. It 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 wasn't very good. Oh my god! Those poor astronauts. I'm bringing an MRE in for the next Friday episode. Okay. 
That's good. I like that idea. Something I might bring two. You gonna eat along with me? I'll I'll eat one with you, and you you get the pick of the two. Well, what do you mean? Are you bringing two different ones? Well, yeah, there. Yeah, you have a myriad of of choices. Well, I mean, but lasagna, if we do, beef and noodles. But if we do two different ones, then I'm gonna have to try them both. We can do that. I'm not proud. We'll make a smorgasbord of MREs. Oh, it's like a Thanksgiving dinner of thanks uh, of MREs. Of battle conditions, yes. Yes. There you go. Sweet. I get food next time. Yeah, right. I just, <laughs> never had one. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, they really they really don't taste bad. Um, my biggest problem with them is the amount of chemicals that it takes to make them last forever. Well, you could get that dehydrator that Ron Paul's pimping all over the place. He says you can freeze-dry ice cream. You can make your own wafers. That's what I'm saying. It's really weird turning on, like, AM radio, and all of a sudden you're hearing Ron Paul that's like, I like to freeze-dry ice cream See, and lasagna. And it's I, like, what? I remember <laughs> Ron Popeil. Hell yeah. Yeah. Set it and forget it, rotisserie oven guy. Damn straight. Although he made his money on the pocket fisher pole. The pocket fisherman. Pocket I have fisherman. one. Yes. I own a pocket he fisherman. He had the pocket fisherman, and he had the hair in the can. But what I remember him as was the half an hour long infomercial with the rotisserie oven where you set it and forget it. And you know the hair in the can? I'm not going to lie. I really wanted one of those ovens I, for, for the, the life time. of me. Cannot remember the name of the show. I okay. didn't buy one, but I really so wanted one of those I'm going to reference it anyway, even though I can't remember. There was a show, and it was Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Jack from Three's Company. Um, help me out. He's uh, passed away. He has passed away. He was in... Uh, John Ritter. John Ritter. John Ritter. They had a show where the first like season or two, they worked for a senator or a congressman in D.C. And then, you know, the show kind of... They made some changes or whatever, and it wasn't going over. So they actually... The guy lost his seat, and they moved back to... I believe it was Arkansas, and were running a small paper in Arkansas on the sitcom. So I don't remember this show at all, Yes, I will, I'm going to look this up. Here, go ahead. You're going to look this up. Nick is referencing. This sounds... Billy Bob Thornton and John Ritter, and I, I forget who else was in it, and they had their high school, like, 20th or 25th class reunion, and Billy Bob Thornton used the hair paint because he was balding, and, you know, it, it actually didn't look horrible on him until he started dancing, and he comes walking back from the dance, and the black paint is just dripping down his forehead into his face. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Nick is currently searching. Did you find is it yet? It? What was the name of it? Hearts of Fire? I think that was it. John Ritter returns to TV in a general sitcom, playing an aide to a senator. Yep. His life is somewhat complicated by his post-father. Long stretch, sea full summer. Huh. I'll be damned. Does heart, it, does it heart, mention Billy Bob? Hearts of Fire, 1992 to 1995. Uh, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton was in it. I mean, it's not rated very highly. No, but that scene where they went yeah, to their class reunion a, is hilarious. Son of a bitch. There is a show with Billy Bob Thornton and John Ritter. There you go. So, okay. And they later in life both played in Bad Santa. Well, while I was Googling that, I found that he dedicated Bad Santa 2 Billy Bob Thornton dedicated Bad Santa 2 to um, Bernie Mac and to John yep. Ritter. They were both great in that. They were both in Bad Santa, and they both passed away were, before the second one. There were some great scenes in Bad Santa. Have you ever watched it? I have. Oh, it's hilarious. It is funny. It's it's, it's funny. a must-watch must at this Christmas season that we're in. It is. Yes. So. 
I think it's time for the interview. I was going to say, let's get into the Friday Whiskey segment, and then we can come back and talk about whatever other ignorance you want to talk about. And but before, how good this cigar is. I was say, before we get into the segment, the five current, Vegas. current thoughts on the Five Vegas cast strength? I'm loving it. I'm liking it. Still not digging the box press, but, eh, you know, you it's, know, it's what it is. I guess I can the thing I like about past it. You set them down, and they don't roll away. How often have you ever had a cigar roll away on you, though? occasion i can't say that i ever have bastards trying to take off now and then can't say as i've ever had that problem buddy <laughs> so you don't want to put it on your dashboard as you're doing 55 down a country highway because that's when they will roll you away do know me you. too well i do know you yeah. and that's precisely how you smoke so anyway all right so yeah we are going to go ahead and get into the frye whiskey segment with jen and Curious? a special yeah. guest. Oh, you have a special guest? We do have a special guest. So we'll go ahead and get into the segment. Awesome. And everybody can listen in. Well, it's time once again for our regular Friday segment of Friday Whiskey with Curious Jen. Hi, Jen. Hey there, Nick. How are you? I'm good. And you brought along a guest. Yes, I brought along my friend Jim. Hi, Jim. Hi, Nick. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Now, Jim, you make ashtrays and sculptures and art, correct? Well, I don't know what else to... Ashtrays, yes, definitely. I'll <laughs> call them sculptures because I don't know what else to call them. I was going to say, they're very elaborate. Well, I showed them to somebody at um, NAU and Flagstaff, and it was somebody from the art department. And they said that would be described as found object art. Okay. So there is a name for it. So, so let's get so, into that for a little bit here. Well, okay. you know what? Here, before we get into your ashtrays, let's go ahead and get our drinks going so oh, that right. we can enjoy that while we converse. Okay. That's a great idea. So, so I, got little, I got a little heads up from Jennifer. Okay. Yeah. So I, hope I'm, I hope I'm prepared. I th- I... Yeah, we're going to try uh, the drink recommended by the Instagram account. Yeah, Jed you can pronounce it. Wyo <laughs> ninety nine, which is spelled J A G U A Y O ninety nine, and he All recommended right. some Buffalo Trace and some ginger beer. Well, I have a little bit of a brand new bottle of Buffalo Trace. I still have mine. All right, excellent, Jennifer. Wait to hear that cork pop. No, mine's a uh, well. Hold on. Did you hear that? It was. I heard a noise. I heard I, a noise. I did hear it. I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna try mine. Oh. Uh, yours kinda, was better, but mine was faint. Empty. Kind of faint, but it was there. It was good. It was good. All right. Love a nice. So, what are we doing? Are we adding? How much are we doing here? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to just add a splash. Just a splash. Of ginger beer. Oh, okay. All right. I've never had ginger beer. I haven't either. It's a staple at our house. You drink it on its own? No, my wife likes uh, Moscow mules. Okay. So, and it's an essential ingredient. Yes. So, I went ahead and got a copper mug out. (laughs) Just in case, you know. What's going on there? I, I, I'm looking at Jen's <laughs> face as she's trying ginger beer. It is okay. horrible. It is horrible. 
Mix it, mix it with something. <laughs> do you see how big this bottle is? Oh, you have one bottle. I had to buy a four pack, so I have four <laughs> bottles well, no, of this. Which stuff. one do you have? Reeds All Natural. Re- yeah, Reeds is. That's got that one bites back pretty good. Oh great! Did <laughs> yeah. you try it by itself, Nick? Try it by itself. I'll try it by itself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What's the percentage? Percentage? It's yeah. in a soda. It's not. I would say this is not alcoholic. Soda? It's not alcoholic. It's ginger, ginger beer. Ginger beer is not really beer. It's like I a root beer. I got 4%. Well, you must have gotten some special stuff up there in Canada, eh? Say, look at you it's... being the alcoholic <laughs> there with the actual <laughs> ginger beer. It's Krabby. Well, Krabby's original alcoholic ginger beer. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I don't think it was originally alcoholic. Oh, man. Um, I have the the Bundaberg Australian ginger beer, and it's a little friendlier. Not, not as many elbows and knees going down. All right, so I've mixed my drink. I mixed mine. Jen. Me yep. All right. Cheers, guys. I have a little spill. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. Not bad. I think I need, I don't know. I think I need I more so, ginger I'm beer. I'm so used to whiskey neat that mixing it with anything, My drink it's been is, a while. It's growing. So, <laughs> you know, you can substitute, I think the Moscow Mule is lime and some simple syrup, ginger beer and vodka. Wow. We would w- make whiskey mules and just substitute in whiskey or gin mules mm-hmm. and okay. substitute in gin. I'm really too lazy for cocktails, so this is about as good as it right. gets. Right. Okay, but what do you think, Nick? Because I know you're just starting your little baby whiskey journey. I think so. I was a little heavy-handed with the Buffalo Trace. And <laughs> I think there's is there only, any more room in the glass? That's the thing. There's only so much room in this glass, if you notice. It's pretty, that's a beginner mistake. This is, this is a very full glass. <laughs> do you see mine? Yeah, you have like a third of your glass filled, whereas I have. No. Mine's, mine's look, opaque on purpose. I mean, look at this. This is a very full glass. That is full. That is it full. looks very full of ginger beer, though. Um, There's some, but there was quite a bit of whiskey to start with. I probably right. put in as much whiskey as you have in your whole glass right now, Jen. Oh, you did? Yeah. It's, well, it was pretty heavy-handed. That's handed. a way to get stuff up. I'll tell you what, stuff. I'm not getting much accomplished tonight. Let's put it this way. Mm. This isn't bad. It gets a pretty good. I could see sipping on this. I think this I'm isn't right. bad either, but I, I got to confess, I did preload my mug with lime and agave nectar. So <laughs> I am drinking oh. a whiskey mule. <laughs> so you, you judged yours up, I see. <laughs> Jim's so fancy. I know. <laughs> mm. Well, not bad. The next pour is going neat, though. <laughs> well, I have some, I have some Di Sirono here as well. That listener Lone Cigar he recommended um, mixing it with that. So I was going to try the ginger beer, and then I was going to go that route as well. So and whiskey so, and Di Sirono. Yes. I think that's a we'll great see. recommendation. I don't know. We'll give it a shot. Well, I have some Di Sirono doing nothing but getting old in my cabinet, so. <laughs> well, I don't have Di Sirono, but I do have a generic Amaretto, so. Well, there you go. 
That'll do. How's the cigars, guys? <coughs> Nick sounds great. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, I'm in this little section in the uh, front part of the lounge here. It's off on the patio, and it's it's closed up, you know, for the winter. And they've got a heater in here. The air movement uh, is not very good, and so got it. It becomes a uh, asphyxiation chamber really quickly. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Do we need to finish within a certain amount of time then, or? When you start to see me swaying, that's when I need to, you know, somebody just call 911 for me. So. Ventilate. Ventilate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. My cigar's good. This is a 2015 Tatuaje Regios Reserva, the broadleaf wrapper. Okay. Big fan. Well, very cool. I have the Oscar um, Valadares uh, Maduro here, and mm-hmm. I have the... the Six by sixty, and I like the Oscar cigars. I don't know if you've had any of the Oscar cigars. I have. Their leaf, the the leaf ones were the first ones I was introduced to. Yeah, that's the one that most people try out first, and um, they're really good. He he his action. Uh, you go beyond that with his line, and some of his cigars are a little light. Like um, the uh, he has one called the twenty twelve, and that was the year that he started his his company, and that cigar. If you get the Connecticut version of that cigar, it's like smoking air. There's there's very little to it. It's the most mild cigar sure. I've ever had, <clears throat> but it's actually a cigar that I recommend to a lot of um, novices, the first timers. You know that if you're not sure. going to give them like a, a an infused flavored thing or something like that, which you know right. I try not to, but um, then it's uh, like starting out with flavored whiskey. Yeah, it's just it 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 feels like cheating, you know. It, sure. I don't think it gives people the correct uh, impression of what a cigar actually is. But but his his cigar, the the Connecticut Twenty Twelve, is a really good, super easy beginner cigar. So, Got it. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm going to have to disagree on that. Not the cigar part, obviously, since I have no idea. But on the beginning whiskey, I think lots of people start on flavored whiskey, and that's kind of like mm-hmm. a little gateway drug you wouldn't let me start on flavored whiskey no i wouldn't pull your big boy pants up jump (laughs) right in that's right now listening to prior uh podcasts yes um one thing that i one thing that helped get me involved with whiskey was uh, mixing it with water and it was too strong too alcohol forward for me um and i would just cut it with you know i started out with the 50 50 whiskey or scotch and water and then eventually just kind of tapered, you know, titrated the water out of the whole mix until I was hooked on neat. So we, I just I had to really learn how to enjoy and and understand what I was tasting in the whiskey. We tried the water um, when we opened this bottle and in cutting it with water or mixing it with water. It did help quite a bit with my my ability to uh, to drink it and enjoy it. Jen had me start off just full neat, like right off the bat with it. That right. was a, that was She's a hardcore. bit much for my palate. Well, but. I didn't think you would like it, but I think it's always important to try a little sip of it neat and then do it a different way and try to enjoy it a different way. Yeah. But I always recommend people to try a little sip neat. Well, not the whole glass. And then you had me, um, you had me uh, flick a little water in just a little bit. Yep. 
and then we put in ice and so on and so forth and mm-hmm. yeah and yep. look now you're getting it's a journey it is indeed and now i have ginger it's beer a journey with jim <laughs> and now jim's, jim's joining us on this journey because we want to talk about his fabulous cigar gap idea yeah well, i appreciate you having me on so so oh. let's let's dive into your your um ashtrays slash found art sculptures and so so i've seen some pictures on your instagram and they're they're really neat they're really elaborate and everything like that but what what i guess um kind of detail the process of maybe how you go from like start to finish on one like what what did you how do you find the materials what what do you decide is a good material for it you know that sort of thing Okay, well, I've kind of got it um, distilled down to just a few uh, regular parts that I prefer to use to make them. Um, It started out with a friend of mine uh, that had a a metal art shop, and I was working in a machine shop on weekends for my regular job. I still do, Um, and a lot of engine disassemblies, and I had all these neat engine parts that, you know, were going to the scrapyard because they wouldn't have been used again in an engine. So I was given my friend Dennis uh, old engine parts that were only worth about four cents a pound. Yeah. And he could make something with them. And one day he gave me as a gift an ashtray that he had made from the crankshaft from an engine, um, a brake rotor, a transmission gear, uh, drum. And uh, <clears throat> he turned it into an ashtray and it was I, I was just blown away. I thought it was awfully nice of him to have made that for me. But the whole thing was welded up. And to empty the ashtray required the ability to lift a 90-pound sculpture and oh, invert she... it over a trash can off the ground. So, or yeah. Or a wet dry vacuum. I was going to oh, say. You know, I mean, it's a big, big brake rotor from a race car and, a, you know, probably a 40-pound, 45-pound crankshaft and then some other odds and ends of metal attached. So you pretty much um, had to get out the, the wet dry vac and suction out the, the You'd have to suck it out. Yeah. So the first thing I did, uh, working at a machine shop, and the shop's fully equipped, I went in and I cut the, um, the sun gear uh, and drum off the top of the crankshaft, uh, and I, I bored it out in a lathe and made it fit over the end of the crankshaft so I could lift the gear off of the crankshaft and dump the, dump the bowl. Okay. And... You know, after several months, I got to thinking, yeah, I could probably work on that and improve it. And uh, I started making my own out of uh, camshafts with flex plates and flywheels and things that are used for tables and, you know, accessory trays and drink trays and, and things like that. And uh, it's all fully machined. The whole thing disassembles. Um, you know, it's made to like uh, engine type tolerances of one and a half thousandths of an inch of clearance on parts so they're not tippy you know you don't set a drink on the tray and it doesn't tip and dump the drink off on the ground you know yeah you could put drinks on there too you can put drinks on there see jen it works for you as well no i'm just looking at it it's very interesting it's like the it's really cool it looks looks awesome and there's videos of you machining it yeah, it's very cool. They're a lot of fun to make, and uh, the, the people that have, every one of them, I don't know, have any of them any. I can't even show you one while we're on our call, because they've all, the last 
six have been commissioned. Okay. So they're already sold before I start making them. So how many of these um, have you made? I've made nine. Okay. So um, the one that I'm currently making, um, I showed this uh, ashtray to Pete Johnson of Tatuaje Cigars. Yeah. And he was impressed. And he said, that is fantastic. He said, you know, I've seen stuff like this done, and it's all welded up. It's just a great big pile of welded metal. And it's, you know, they look nice, but then you need to empty them. You got to pick them up. Which is the same problem you encountered. Exactly. I faced immediately. Yeah. Correct. And I said, well, let me show you something. I said, I showed him a video. I said, the whole thing comes apart. You lift the top off, you dump it, you put it back on. <clears throat> he was like, that is fantastic. Can you make me one? I said, sure. So I can make them out of specific parts. Um, he asked specifically for um, parts that would have been found in a 1970 Ford Bronco. Okay. Oh, wow. So I said, sure. You know, that's a small block Ford. Um, I can get parts that would have been used in a small block Ford and, and make you an ashtray. So that's half done right now. Okay. Um, I actually broke a part, which is one of the things that happens. Um, you know, pressing some metal into the gear that I use from the transmission and the part broke. Oh, you no. know, I frustrated with with that but it, i mean at that point you know i had spent an hour and a half turning the aluminum to fit and i had a nice you know one and a half thousandths of an inch interference press fit on that he pressed the part in with a um a hydraulic press and then i would have mounted it back up in the lathe and continued to shape it to finish it um but the part that i was pressing it into the hub from the transmission ring gear um cracked so <clears throat> i'm looking for another hub for that ring gear that will fit so we don't have to, don't have to find a whole ring gear and hub somewhere well these are really super cool and i really like the videos that you have machining the parts it makes me uh remember a part that you machined for me a long time ago and um well a long time ago well two two christmases ago i guess possibly jim made an oil lamp for me um with uh the top was i don't know what you call it but it was well machine. i made the i made the top on the lathe mm -hmm. of the shop so and yep. i actually have a couple here I don't, nick have you seen those um yeah you said that, that yeah back. yeah yeah mm -hmm. it was one of the most fun presents i've ever opened in my entire life they're fun to make and it's fun to see people light up when they get them yeah, it's awesome. So that's a good whiskey gift, too. So right yep. when he said he was making these cigar ashtrays, I knew it would be something impressive. So, Well, that, thank you very much. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, the fact that you've got Pete Johnson interested in one, that's really cool, too. And, and Jenny's interested in was... one, and she doesn't even smoke. See, there you go. <laughs> oh, We'll get we'll get you there at some point. No, I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I know. That's that's maybe a little bit harder of a of a of a. Well, journey. I try and make it personal for the people that want the part. So, you know the the one that I made prior to Pete's the fellow um, was a big uh, Mopar fan. He oh, okay. liked Dodge Plymouth Chrysler, and uh, I had some parts from a 1965 uh, Plymouth Sport Fury. Um, original engine parts that were 
going in the trash and I'd set them aside figuring I'd do something with them at some point. Yeah. And, uh, so I made him, a, a, well, his wife asked me to make for his birthday. Oh, that's cool. Um, an ashtray. And, uh, I also had made a clock from the timing gear set and that's back in my feet a little bit. It's not too far back, but, um, probably early November. So just so uh, yeah. is when I posted that. So just so yeah, folks can, at it. it's cool. So just so folks can find your your um, your work, uh, what what is your Instagram handle there? My Instagram is the BB five. It's T H E B E E B E five. Okay, so yeah, everybody needs to go check that out. And then, um, so you obviously do commissions. Are you are you booked up? Are you accepting commissions? Are well, you know, I have the next three. Um, I've had requests for three more. Okay. And I'm assembling parts. Um, one of them is not uh, one that I will divulge right now. Um, it's a secret. Okay. Another one was for a fellow that asked me for some uh, something made with a turbo theme. Oh. And I have a great big uh, 80 millimeter turbo that was broken and not it would never be used. So um, I can make the top of the ashtray out of half of a turbo. Now, the first one that I ever made personally, it's back in my um, Instagram aways as well. And it was a very tiny little turbo. Um, but this one's going to be, this one will be big. Okay. Um, it's one of the biggest turbos I've seen. I'm not the voice of experience by any means, but it's a, it's a big turbo. Um, and then he was a Cadillac fan as well. And I happen to have a, uh, have a flex plate from a hydromatic transmission from a 1941 Cadillac. So I'll use that as the base. Yeah, you have quite a few on there. So so what is the length of time it would take you to make something like this? Because this sounds really involved between well, finding the parts and finding the right parts and then actually machining right. it and getting everything right. Right. So, you know, actual time in the shop spent, I'm not a master machinist. I'm learning to use a lot of machines in the shop. Yeah. Um, but I have a very good machinist there that will show me, you know, if I need to, you know, some instruction on, you know, how to set something up in the lathe. And I'm, I'm pretty comfortable doing the things that I'm doing now. Still, it takes me 20 hours. Wow. Um, maybe if, I mean, if you include parts procurement, meaning, you know, I don't, I don't use the shop for free. It's it's my best friend's shop. Mm -hmm. I'll spend half a day working, disassembling engines, glass beating engine parts, so that he can spend a week assembling things or evaluating parts to you know whether they can be reused or whether they should be replaced. Um, so I'll put in you know half a day, or sometimes I'll end up working an entire day on something for him, and then the next week I'll go back and uh, I'll spend six or seven hours working on one of my own projects. Okay. So, because I want him to be successful, you know, I don't want him to want me to come back and spend the day at the shop. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he's helping you, and so you're you're helping yep. him, yeah. Yep. And so okay, then, so let's oh, say somebody wanted to get that for Christmas. Is that still a possibility or no? Well, I could I couldn't possibly. No. Because I have a real job that pays my bills, and that's a Monday <laughs> through Friday. Um. And usually travel on a Sunday with paperwork on a Sunday as well. So um, I work about, what is the song, eight days a week? <laughs> That's what it feels like. Okay, so let's say I wanted to get this for my cigar-loving 
like kids. I prefer like yeah, my cigar loving. <laughs> How long does it take if I ordered, if I was like, hey, Jim, I kind of want, I don't really have specifics. I just want a cool-ass ashtray. Okay. How long does it take to get that? Um, at this point, I think I can finish the three that I have in, in January. So I would, you know, and I work usually on more than one at a time, depending on what parts I have in my hand. Um, so, you know, it would take a couple of months, probably. I can see why. Yeah, it's it's just I don't have enough. I just don't have enough time. Well, so, yeah. but uh, you know, and then it's parts available too. So yeah. for this next commission that uh, um, I was asked for, I, I have to go find a specific engine and transmission to harvest parts. And I found one locally. I just don't want to have to pay the four hundred dollars the fellow wants for the for the old engine and transmission. But you know, I, I may end up having to to get those specific parts. I assume you build that cost into the final price it would, for the It ashtray. would, and I did discuss yeah. that with the, the fellow that asked. And I said, you know, I, I may have to buy some parts to put this one together. And he's like, it doesn't matter. You know, it's uh, somebody important to me, and I want them made out of these specific parts. Okay. So. So then um, I guess it's kind of hard to say, but like something like this, what, what is it normally – run or is there a normal price or is it for a cost yeah yeah um 350 to 450 without having to pay extra for specific parts okay you know and, and i'm not talking you know if i end up having to go buy a used flex plate from a transmission shop and they want ten dollars for it I'm, I'm not talking about that yeah, that's not that big of a deal. You're meaning like a new flex go plate. out and buy yourself like you're talking this four hundred dollar engine. Right. I I gotta go buy a nineteen sixty Studebaker Avanti engine or something like that because they want Studebaker parts. Yeah. You know, I mean we just don't have those laying around the shop. And yeah. and that's not what what I was asked to make, but you know, if I was asked, I would try and find those parts to yeah. assemble the piece. But that adds to the yeah. Well, and that makes sense. Correct. It would add to the total cost, yeah. Right. So. Right, but if somebody just wants a cool ashtray and they don't have any specifics on what part, it's something that could be done in about two months. Oh, yeah, I would be able to do it in probably two full days at the shop if I had the parts in hand okay. and nothing else pressing. So, But that's the hard a, part is the nothing else pressing. Here, right, yeah. big fat for instance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, I, but there's, a, there's a car at the shop I've been working on that I didn't expect to have to work on. Um, so that's taken up a lot of time right now. I so. see. Okay. All right. So kind of a little bit like maybe a few weeks if somebody wanted something. Oh, yeah. Else. It could be. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I think people would really like it. So what's everyone thinking of the drink? Well, I see you're still on your first one there, Nick, but I poured another one. I you're, you're doing pretty good. I my, mean, for as full as that glass was. I was going to say, this is getting down there. It's getting pretty low. I'm below your, I'm, I'm in the middle of your name, Jen, if that gives yeah, you an you indication. So, <laughs> in the middle of her name? Uh, so I have the Curious Jen Rocks glass, mm. and so I'm in the middle of the Jen, the line of of drink cuts <laughs> directly through Jen. Got so. it. Like a okay. knife. <laughs> I didn't even know Jen had rocks glasses. Oh, yes. Oh. It's the sister glass to well, her, Jen that. Karen. Got it. That's beautiful. Yes. Well, that fluted glass. 
Nick got a rocks glass because he wasn't drinking whiskey, so I didn't really want him to have a Jen Karen if he wasn't even into whiskey. Got it. And then she goes and got suckers it. me into doing this. Speaking of <laughs> gifts, that, that Jen Karen is a fantastic gift, if you ask me. Oh, thanks, I, Jim. Yeah, I love those. Uh, well, guys, this was fun. I really appreciate you I taking the time. So, um, well, thanks so much for coming, Jim. Well, thank you for inviting me, Jennifer. So I really appreciate it. Again, let's refresh everybody on the socials. Jim, where can people find you and find out about your, your ashtrays and, and reach out to you? I'm at the BB5 on Instagram. T-H-E-B-E-E-B-E-5. And Jen, where can people find you? You can find me at Curious Jen, C-U-R-I-0-U-S-J-E-N-N, or... On Jen Karen, J-E-N-N-C-A-I-R-N. Perfect. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And we will catch Jen next Friday for the next installment of Friday Whiskey. Yay! Thank you. And thank you, Jim, for coming and joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the invite. All right. Take care, guys. So, yeah, I had plenty to drink today. Yes. <laughs> Thank God you are sobering up. I am sobering up. It you is, were uh, red as a beet when I got here. Well, that may have also been the heater out here. I mean, I had that thing cranked pretty high. It was 1,000 degrees. Or it in, was or, awesome. Or for Jen in Canada, I think maybe 11. It was God, It was awesome. I, I still don't know. haven't figured out the conversion. Rate. I don't know what you're talking about. It was so warm in here. It was great. It was like I was just sitting in the bonfire. I'll tell you. During during the break here, while we were playing the interview, Nick showed me some of the creations from Jim. That's pretty cool. He's got some really neat stuff, dude. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he's got Pete Johnson from Tetuaje interested in one of his uh, ashtrays or, or ordering one of his ashtrays. I mean, you know, he's got some pretty pretty good clients going on. And, I mean, he's only made like nine of these things, so it's not like he's been at it. You know, to, but it does take him a while. He's got to get them. those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Well, he's it takes him a while to make them. Well, yeah, so. I mean they're good quality pieces. Exactly. So, so. Uh, thoughts on the cigar? I am getting um, kind of a cedary spice. I'm in the second third now, and it, the um, the the spice has kind of subsided a little bit. Yep. I am getting a little cedar to it, so now I'm getting kind of a cedary spice. I never got the spice like you're talking about. I got sweet spice, but not. It was retrohaled. Yeah, that's where I got. That's where I got the persimmons. Was on the retrohale. Do it again. You're in the second, third now. So do it again. It's there. I just I can't quite put my (laughs) finger on it now. I don't know. I'm gonna get you some persimmons so you can try it and you'll see what I'm talking about. (sighs) I'm not convinced. I've got some in the car. I mean, no, you don't. Swear to God. Why do you have persimmons in your car? I stopped and picked some the other day along the road. Oh, dear God. Hold on. So Jeff just left. I don't know where in the... He's running to his car. He, he claims he's got persimmons in his car. And I... I mean... God, I hope he doesn't because 
it's so disgusting to think about him on the foraging on the side of the highway, picking up persimmons and all that and everything. So I'm really hoping that's not the case. And okay, he's coming back now. Okay, coming back. Okay, coming back. Uh, Let me get my headset on. He's back. Okay. So, country road. Uh huh. I know where the persimmon trees are out uh-huh. in my neck of the woods. And I stopped and picked some the other day because I love persimmons. So he just set this thing down, and it is. It looks like a rotted grape. It lo- <laughs> okay. Like it's squishy. It's like oozing something. They're only good I'm when not they're gonna squishy. Lie. I am not going to eat this, dude. Yeah, you got to. No, it, no, I'm, come on, I'm really it's, not. It's, dude, it's it for is the covered listeners. in some sort of white fuzz. That's that's a persimmon. This does not Here, look. Give me in- that one. This does not look enticing at all. I want nothing to do with this. Here, take this one then. No, I want nothing. Dude, that, no. I want nothing to do with this. Okay, you need to try a persimmon. I'll break this one in two and give you half. Oh, look at that. I really want nothing to do with this. There you go. No, this is how I get more food poisoning. <laughs> From a persimmon. <laughs> it can happen, buddy. Okay, taste it and then tell me you don't taste that <sighs> in the cigar. No, you're, you're high. You're pleasantly surprised, aren't you? You're high. I don't get That's that. That's good, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I'm not eating any more road fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take that. I don't want that. I love persimmons. Um, yeah, no. You're going to hear me chew it up. <laughs> it's just not right. So. This one's got really small seeds in, too. So, I think we need to address the elephant in the room from last episode real quickly. The sound? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> I was editing the episode. I went to edit the episode. And my heart just sunk to my gut and mm-hmm. was like, this sounds horrible. And I don't know what the deal was, but the last episode we did, the Christmas gift episode, we did in my garage. And I had the whole system set up. I had everything going. We were listening through the headsets. Everything sounded great through the headsets. And for whatever reason, when I went back and listened to the replay for editing purposes, it sounded like you and I were in a tin can, mm-hmm. and your levels were way low versus mine, and the only thing I can figure is that for whatever reason, we did not actually use the board and the headset mics, but rather the onboard or the, the um, built-in microphone on my laptop. Even at that, and it still sounded better than a lot of podcasts. That's true, but... I was horribly disappointed with it because it just, it didn't sound good. And I tried my best. I amplified, you know, where I could. I played around with that audio for a long time. I could tell you really did some work on it. To try and make that sound better. And it still was, I'm still not happy with it. It was to the point I actually asked Nick if he wanted to just completely re-record. The problem with doing that is you and I would have been late. And I feel, you and I are both newspaper guys. Deadlines are ingrained into us. Except when you have food poisoning. I got my paper out on time. <laughs> the podcast? Oh, hey, I got it out on Tuesday, thank you. It was just 3.30 in the afternoon instead of in the morning. People but, were clamoring. You know, the point is, I still got it out on Tuesday. You and I would not have been able to get the podcast out on Tuesday had we re-recorded that. Well, and I'll tell you, the one where you had food poisoning... Like, I literally sat and watched you turn multiple shades of green 
And I don't know how in the world you powered through and got through that thing. Because you were dying. I edited that from the bed. <laughs> yeah, you were dying. But um, but no, I, I was disappointed with the audio in the last episode. Um, it's not what you know, and people I t- have come to expect. I talked to Rob from Cigar Talk and about it, you know, and I was actually texting him as I was editing it. And you know, he, he was very nice trying to offer some comforting words of, you know, hey, we've all been there. I've had some episodes that went to shit and you just got to do what you got to do and everything like that. That persimmon but, brought flavors out in the cigar. I'm glad for you. I, we've done our first fruit pairing. Well, there you go. But <laughs> but I will say I, I feel bad for the folks at Martinez Cigars that the cigar or the episode that highlighted the 45 series, in my opinion, the audio was poor in it. And But I'll tell you, that's you know, a great stick. That's it is a great, great stick. Cigar. It is a great stick, and I highly recommend it. But I do feel a little bad that the audio was, was I have off. my additional torpedo actually in the Jeep to give you. Mm. I brought it tonight. So now well, we're back even. good. Now we're back even. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good because I like that cigar and I want to smoke it. But Yeah, that was the, a good uh, cigar. You know, it's what it is. I, I need to figure out what's wrong with that board. And, well, I'll tell you, buddy, I, I did a, uh, I did an update to my operating system on my Mac. I have a MacBook. That's never good. And it effed with everything. When I do so, an update, it haunts everything. So I, I, little, little behind the scenes info here, folks. We record in GarageBand and I edit in Audacity. Yep. And when I did the update, the very first thing I noticed was the giant, like, circle with a slash through it over my Audacity icon in my in my toolbar and i'm like well that's not a good thing to see and so i tried to click it and it gave me this notice that it couldn't open audacity because it was a 32-bit program and apparently with this new operating system it only allows for 64 and i'm like i don't know that's half the bits and i have no idea what this is so i i'm googling like frantically trying to figure out how to edit this because i mean i'm i'm trying to edit my episode at this point and so i google frantically and the only thing i can think to do after about half an hour of googling and finding literally no answers on this other than you're hosed and you shouldn't have done the update was i i thought well maybe if i re-download audacity it'll work and by the grace of god himself it did work and so i was able to get audacity going well, I think that update haunted us when it came to GarageBand for, for the next recording. For the next yep. one, when I plugged in the board, prior to that update, when I would plug in the board via USB, it would just automatically sync, sync with GarageBand, and it would just that would be the source. Well, now I have to actually select the source, and I'm pretty sure I jacked that up when you and I ah, recorded okay. the last episode. I don't think I knew It was that. still listenable, and we've gotten good compliments on the episode, but it wasn't the sound quality that we're used to producing. No, so I, I, I do apologize for those that, you know, listen to it and notice that, you know, it wasn't great. And uh, for those of you who didn't notice that it wasn't great, well... Thank you. Now you, now you know that it wasn't great, so... Yeah. Well, the content was good. Yeah. And the, the cigar was And that's perfect. the sad part, is I thought we actually put out a really good show with that one we between did. the Christmas suggestions and the, the Martinez cigar, you know, information. And the fact that it wasn't up to snuff sound wise, it really bothers me. But 
such hey, a, you such, know what? We power through. Such is life. I figure if one out of what, what is this, episode 32? Yeah. I figure if one out of 32 isn't great, then, I mean, we've had others that we've had issues Well, let's be with, honest. The people are getting their money. That was worth. the one that I think was a very noticeable issue. Because so. they're free. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They're free. So. Thoughts well, on the cigar? I'm still getting the spicy cedar taste from it. That persimmon brought out flavors, my friend. I'm, I'm glad for you. It really did. It, like, pulled. It, I'm getting more of that now. It, like, pulled those out of the cigar. It's our first fruit pairing. I, I wonder, love it. I wonder what other kind of roadkill and, and road refuge you could Dude, find. Dude, I can hook us up. That would enhance your cigar. I can hook us up. Maybe, like, a rotted opossum. Well, I mean, don't 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 be absurd. You only get the fresh possums. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. We gotta leave the rotted ones. Anyway, yeah, you, you check for maggots before you pick up the roadkill. Well, this vi- five Vegas cast strength is part of the December My Monthly Cigars box, and we are my spo- monthly cigars. We are com. sponsored by mymonthlycigars.com. and so if you go to mymonthlycigars.com and you sign up for the Robusto box, that's four cigars for thirty dollars. You can get the it's essentially the Nick and Gator care package. And basically what will happen is you'll get that box. You can subscribe. You'll get that box. And you, we will also get that box. And you can smoke along with us so we're all throughout have a the box. corresponding month. Exactly. We'll all have boxes. So the deadline to sign up for the December, or I'm sorry, January box is December 15th. So you'll want to get on that pretty quickly here. Yeah. You've only got maybe, what, two days? Two, that, yeah, yeah, two days to sign up to get the uh, January box in time to be able to smoke with us. But um, it's well worth it. You get a number of cigars. You get four cigars. They have an MSRP guarantee. So all of the cigars within the box, the value of those cigars is guaranteed to meet or exceed the uh, price of the box. So, like, for example, this month's box, it's $30. To buy the box, it's, it's, it's easily a $45 MSRP for the four sticks within the box. And I have an idea for everybody. Okay. I don't know if it'll work. Give it a try. If you type in pulpit <laughs> as an offer code, you're going to get, what, 20% off? If you type in offer code pulpit at checkout, you Is either, that, wait, that's P-U... P-U-L-P-I-T. P-I-T. You get free shipping on the first <laughs> subscription box, or you get 20% off any items that you purchase within the Perf. store, because they do offer other items than just the subscription boxes. And as Jeff and I always point out, this is a good way to try out cigars prior to um, investing heavily in them. It gives you an opportunity to try something different, something maybe you don't have in your area, something that maybe you've passed by and haven't uh, given attention to. It's going to force you out of your comfort zone. And from there, you need to go to your brick and mortar and tell your brick and mortar cigar retailer that you want whatever cigar it was from the box that you really enjoyed. So if you're a real big fan of this five Vegas cask strength, then you need to turn around, go straight to your brick and mortar and say, Hey, I tried this cigar. I love it. You need to get some in. I like this cigar. And then people that didn't get the box are missing out on this one. Precise. And then from there, they will be able to order accordingly and get these cigars. And Nick, we would be remiss if we do not uh, mention how people get a hold of us on the socials. We are available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit. We are also on Instagram at Naked Gator and E K K I D Gator. 
and he needs to eventually get his ass I really moving do. on taking care of that. And then we are on Facebook and Twitter. We are also on YouTube, Cigar Pulpit. I need to get on that. And we can also be reached by email at nick at cigarpulpit.com. Do we have a MySpace yet? No. Okay. I, I have just, neglected. I figure we're missing out on the MySpace I've crowd. neglected MySpace. I'm sorry. Can you, is it even still a thing? I don't think so. I don't even know if you can log into MySpace anymore. You know... My God, we're going to try. We're going to try that real quick because I'm mildly curious and I don't know. MySpace.com. Yeah, that thing went the way of the dodo bird. Huh. Well, okay. So there's something at MySpace. Um, Porn. Is it porn? No, it's like headline. Paul McCartney's recorded a secret Christmas album, but only his family get to hear it. Um, well, that seems like poor marketing. It's like news. And it's like music news. A part of the People Entertainment Weekly Network. It must have been bought by People Magazine or something like that. Yeah, I, it looks like MySpace has turned into some sort of like entertainment news aggregator site or something like that. Fair enough. So, anyway. I so, mean, they still had the domain. They had to do something with it. I, I somebody bought it sometime. I don't know. It whatever but anyway so yeah we're not on myspace but um, everywhere else i am working hard to build up cigarpulpit.com um it's not live yet but once i get it there it is going to have the option to sign up for a free email newsletter yes and you can do that on facebook you right can now. do that on yep. facebook right now if you go to our facebook page there is a post pinned to the top where you can go, it's a MailChimp link. You can go to MailChimp and sign up. It's a free email newsletter. You get news, reviews, show announcements, that kind of fun stuff. And I swear to God, I'm not going to spam you. And I'm, despite what Jeff wants, I'm not going to sell the list either. So I'm selling the list. You're, you're not going to get the list. But anyway, um, you can go, you can sign up for the email newsletter and get your fix of the cigar pulpit in your inbox and by the way if well. if you are listening to this and you work for a cigar manufacturing company and you would like to advertise with the cigar pulpit we would love the uh, participation indeed and in addition we would also like you to put us on your mailing list to get us news from your company for our website yeah i've been reaching out to a number of manufacturers to get on their media list um and but i've heard from maybe about half-ish of the ones that I've reached out to. So if uh, if there's some that are out there that I haven't heard from, then feel free to get it to us, and we will be happy to share your news. So, a to the men. Indeed. Well, Nick, um, great episode, great interview uh, with Jen and Jim. Yes. That was a nice nice treat. I like it. It was a nice treat. It gave us a little bit uh, of an extra perspective to everything, and I'm sober-ish now. So Yes. You're... you're you're not red that's like good. a beat anymore, no, so that's a good that, sign. That's good. Yeah. So, final thoughts on the Five Vegas Cast Strength. Love it. It's a good cigar. Yeah. Like I said, well constructed. I'm good still, cigar. I'm, I'm getting flavor, like fruit flavor notes off of it, which I don't think Nick is. Not in the least. I am still getting the uh, spicy cedar. So, I don't know where you're getting fruit from, other than that road fruit that you ate earlier. It's a persimmon. I picked it on a country road. You know, growing up, I used to pick asparagus. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can find in a fence line. <sighs> anyway. Boysenberries. Garbage. Blackberries, raspberries. 
Roadkill. Uh, elderberry. Random cup from Hardee's. Huckleberry. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm going to make some pies. I tickled Jeff so much he was dying. There I for was. A second. I was. So. Well, yeah, I love this cigar. This is a cigar I would definitely smoke again. Well, if the folks would have signed up for the December My Monthly Cigars box, they could have been smoking it with us. Way to go, losers. There you go. So, <laughs> anyway. Get signed up so you can smoke with us. Yeah, It's a good time. It is fun. So, well, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. That's Gator. Well, should they stay smoky? I think they should. There you stay go. Stay smoky, everybody. <laughs>